Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? But you don't know why I'm here. Ding dong. Hello? Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, three. I didn't get here because I was cute. Or because I came from some famous wrestling family. Or because I sucked up to the right people. I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here day in and day out in that wrestling ring beating people up. Thank you very much. I don't steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. Three ain't enough, now I need five. Welcome in, Jim. I'm an idiot. Ryan. I'm a sausage guy. Matt. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Tim. Right on the cock. And intern Mark. Hi, boys. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. Good evening. Welcome, everyone. Three Count Thursday, May the 6th, 2021. And we are still the podcast of the millennium. We're glad to be with you this week. Make sure you go to threecountthursday.com. That is our homepage where you can find all of our social media links Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. Our Patreon page, patreon.com slash threecountthursday. Our Collar and Elbow Brand Deal, store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code 3COUNT for 10% off each and every order. Our home network, of course, is NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Our secondary home is the Lieb Sports and Music Network. Ryan, where can everybody find that? Uh, the Lieb Sports and Music Network could be found at LiebSports.com. Thank you, and we are glad you're with us. If you're with us live in the... Uh, video scotty bringing the terrible takes already um big time in the comments on multiple levels uh zach yes welcome into the show zach he's the uh he's the super fan who's been working through the entire back archive um, i'm so sorry why <laughs> all the way back <laughs> since uh 2016 oh man. um man god bless you God bless you, but uh, he is catching a show live, so welcome to him. If you're following along with us live, give us a like and a share. We would appreciate that as well. We hope you're having a good week. And uh, Tim. How you doing? 
as I'm putting my hair up, this could be the last time. Tomorrow I go and I get my ears lowered. What? I know. They said it couldn't be done. They said that the Nazarite vow would ne'er be broken. But tomorrow, Fat Samson gets a haircut. <laughs> well, um, Godspeed, I guess. I, I don't know how to approach that. Zach said he just he just finished the roadblock review. <laughs> oh god. Man. Whew. That is that's Was that a, just two hours of me bitching? Probably. probably. Well what else is new? <laughs> that's Angry. fair. Something's never changed. <laughs> Uh, Set your alarm. Set your clock. So, Ryan. How you doing? L-E-E-I-B Sports. I forgot to spell it in the opening. That's my bad. I sure sure as heck did. Yeah, I was like, oh, what the hell am I doing? You have like three bits on this show. That's that's it. Right. Right. (laughs) Spell one word. Act like I don't know what the run sheet looks like. And what's the, oh, I don't have a Twitter. Don't follow me. That's it. Oh, and I'm a sausage guy. I'm a nagging Well, it's okay because he forgot to spell. He forgot to spell leave sports, but when I, I usually go to him full screen to spell it. And instead I just put the, I'm a sausage guy logo up. So oh, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and Zach says anything WWE that concerns traffic references infuriates Ryan. <laughs> Roadblock no, fast no, it's, it's lane. It's just on the road to WrestleMania. You don't have to. Beep, beep. <laughs> Trains as well. I, you know what? I actually, I dropped, I actually dropped that one off of the board this week to, to, to the, the train sound, Braun Strowman's train sound. I dropped You have it. a full board? Uh, yeah. I have board a, is full. Full board. Fills my whole screen. Good grief. <laughs> maybe get a bigger, maybe get a bigger screen. Uh, it's, it's, it's plenty big. At least that's what I've that's heard. That's how it works. Uh, in turn, Mark. How you doing? Hi, boys. I'm doing real good. Oh, hi, real Mark. good. May the sixth be with you. Oh, crap. Oh, that was... I missed something. Oof. Never mind. Oh, you are. Oof. I need you're a like cricket two, sounder. You're like two days late, man. I, I need a cricket sounder for moments like that. They give you the Vader sign and say, May the sixth be with you. Matt? <laughs> How you um, doing? I'm doing well. Um, I was at Roots Market on Tuesday. Uh, Whoa. Are you serious, Matt? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Still on the movie kick. Uh, I just wanted to mention Roots since Mark did not. Um, And while I'm mentioning things, we'll still plug Felicia Rose. Still needs help. Uh, She started in OnlyFans this week, so more ways you can support her. Um, So go check that out on her Facebook page. Otherwise, I'm doing well, ready for the weekend. Shane McMahon. There we go. The best in the world! Shane McMahon! Thank you for that. I don't think we've heard that in like two weeks. I'll say it's actually it's actually been a little while since Oh my god. Since we heard it. So um Tim spunked on himself. <laughs> yeah, what what exactly purple Kool-Aid on myself. 
Uh, <laughs> Charlie asks, where's my blood and guts t-shirt? Well, it, it fell through the, the crash pad uh, out back, and, and I wasn't able to recover it. It was, a, it was a dangerous, it's a dangerous fall. Uh, I'm I'm doing better today. Uh, it was a rough week, um, but I'm actually much better today. Um, I'm ready for the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. You save your tears the weekend for another day. What's that, Mark? I was wondering if you saved your tears for another day, Jim. Uh, You're ready for the weekend? Yes, yes. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, doing doing much better again. If you're with us live, uh, give us a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. And uh, let's uh, oh, excuse me. Let's get this thing going. Let's, go. let's, let's get this thing going. Of course, we are looking at uh, May the sixth in pro wrestling history. Four birthdays today. Brian Nobbs was born in 1964. Colt Cabana, 1980. Dakota Kai, 1988, and Piper Niven, uh, 1991. 1984, the first annual Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions was held by World Class Championship Wrestling at Texas Stadium in Irving, Texas. 32,123 fans attended the show, held in honor of the recently deceased David Von Erich, who died uh, on February 10th, 1984, in Japan. Kerry Von Erich defeated Ric Flair in the main event to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the first and only time. On this day. In 2000, the first WWF Insurrection pay-per-view was held at the Earl's Court Exhibition Center in London, England. In front of 17,000 fans, the tagline of the show was, London Bridge isn't the only thing falling down. Uh, the show featured 10 matches and was main evented by The Rock defeating Triple H and Shane McMahon in a triple threat match to retain the WWF Championship. On this day. In 2002, the infamous uh, plane ride from hell featuring a number of instances uh, where WWE performers were out of hand, including an out-of-it Scott Hall who ended up getting fired, uh, Goldust taking the public address system, uh, talking in the public address system with ex-wife, Kurt Henning and Brock Lesnar getting into a physical altercation. Ric Flair allegedly prancing naked in the aisles. Michael Hayes being given a haircut while he was sleeping. And, of course, other antics. Uh, lawsuits from flight attendants were filed, later settled. A number of talents were reprimanded, as were several officials uh, in positions of power since they were on the flight uh, as well. On this day. Also in 2002, WWE issued the uh, following press release a day after word of their name change was broken. World Wrestling Feder Federation Entertainment drops the F to emphasize the E for entertainment. New name and logo reflects international growth plans and increasing diversity of entertainment properties. Uh, to further capture a greater share of the global marketplace and to represent the growing diversity of its entertainment properties, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment today announced it is changing its name to World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. The company's website, one of the most popular in the world, will now be found at WWE.com. A new logo reflecting the name change will in, in, be introduced tonight on WWE's top-rated television show, Raw on TNN, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On this day. 2008, WWE announced that WrestleMania 24, featuring Ric Flair's retirement match against Shawn Michaels, pulled in 1,058,000 buys for the company, bringing in $23.8 million in revenue with an average North American price of $54.95. And then finally, on this day. 
In 2018, WWE Backlash takes place in the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, in front of 14,724 fans. The tagline for the show was Raw and SmackDown together for the price of one. The show featured one pre-show match, eight main card matches, and Roman Reigns defeated Samoa Joe in the main event. Those are the events that happened on this day, May the 6th in pro wrestling history. Um, so let's, uh, before we get to the normally, uh, one of the other weekly segments, uh, there was obviously an event last night, TNT, um, that, uh, that I want to make sure that we, that we get to and give, give it its time. Basketball? Uh, no, no. Wrong day of the week, wrong show hosted by me. Um, but the blood and guts, uh, match was, uh, on dynamite last night. Charlie getting his second shot on Saturday. Congratulations. Uh, Charlie Scotty takes two. Sometimes it takes three shots. You'll get it eventually. And boy, wouldn't AEW like a second shot at blood and guts. Sure. Sure. Well, I don't think not necessarily the match, just the ending. Let's just rethink the ending. or rethink how the ending was shot. But anyway, um, and yes, Scotty, WWE did have a shirt that said, get the F out. Um, <laughs> Jim was licking his chops, wetting his shit all over this. First thing talking about AEW. That's yeah, bumped up to the first hour. I, Unreal. I mean, right is... after on this day before wrestler of the week. Right. Let's, let's, let's like get, it's... let's get right at it. Let's um, get the fucking shovels out. <laughs> I mean, does anybody want to start giving their thoughts with, with Blood and Guns? I think you should. I also think you should. You're I mean, already full screen, buddy. Go ahead. The The you're match itself, I didn't... I mean, the, 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 the whole show, I didn't think was bad. But it just... It, it, it Once again, it's a heavily promoted event by AEW that the ending was a fucking dud. It was a fucking dud. And, it, and it's... It's something as simple as production. Like, don't don't show the close up of, you know, cardboard steel, you know, steel plating. Like, I don't expect Chris Jericho to fall onto concrete. Just don't. I, I don't. I don't need to see how the hot dogs made. Like, I, I I know that it's going to be a safe bump. It should be a safe bump. We saw what happened to Matt Hardy when it's not a safe bump. But like just just produce it better. That that that's my that's my biggest gripe with with blood and guts last night and and it's just you know and and th- there's there's a few other issues. Uh, I mean like Charlie says the commercial breaks. I, I to me I think this match should have been on a pay-per-view. I don't I don't necessarily think it should have been a weekly tv show match i don't think it should have been the first match between the pinnacle and the inner circle um but those things aside the the biggest the biggest problem i have with it is is the way that the ending was shot or the the way that it was presented to us like you have tons of cameras we saw because we saw a bunch of wwe camera cuts too but what don't don't show me 
the shot of the the cardboard breaking apart and then don't show me the shot of Chris Jericho with his eyes open talking to Sammy Guevara after he takes that fall it just like it's 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 just it's another one of those situations where you know and and I mean again WWE gets production things wrong they missed Edge's return spear for Christ's sake so this isn't this isn't just an indictment on AEW but man this is this is two big matches in a row, big moments in a row at the end of a show that that have completely fallen flat and I think have taken away from the match the spectacle itself. Tony Khan came out with a statement today. I don't know if you saw this Jim or not about the the crash pad sort of thing. Of course he, he said, did. Huh? Of course he did. I didn't see it. If, but if Kenny Omega did a better job building the crash pad, you would have never known. <laughs> it was it was it was cardboard and stuff. Um, no, but I think I think we should be out of the honeymoon phase with AEW that people should be able to, and rightfully so in this case, call out a bad spot, um, and not necessarily the spot itself. Um, I think everybody. I said it. I tweeted it last night. If you have ever watched professional wrestling, you knew Chris Jericho was falling off the side of that. Step. Sure, you knew it was going to happen. Um, you knew it was going to happen whether or not they gave up the match, which is a dumb fucking ending anyway, just to quit, to save your, it's just, it's a bad ending. The match was fantastic. I loved the violence of it. The blood was absolutely needed. Uh, I didn't see any guts, but, um, yeah, I didn't see guts either, but that's another, another story for another day. But you, you touched on it, Jim, there's plenty of cameras, because they were cutting like crazy. We called the WWE out on it. We're going to call AEW out on it as a podcast. I think we should. Um, stop with that bullshit. The time where they should have probably cut the camera, when you're looking up at Jericho and he's falling down and the camera falls and sees like particle board with just diamond plate stickers on top. Kobe. Just fucking give me the shot of him falling. It's probably more dramatic. You know, think of or, the or keep it Matt, at the wide shot when you see that's fine from Absolutely. from where not, MJF throws him. The moment of impact in a padded area, you just don't need to have it. It happened in the WWE with, I believe, Shane McMahon when he came through the side of the, the of the table. It just looks bad. Just don't do it. Don't show me the moment of impact. Well, I went Give me back the shot from the Lion King where Scar lets whatever his name and fall. Ah, that's what I want to see. You know, like that I went, shot. I went back today because I was like, "How, how was the, the Shane fall in that Hell in a Cell? How was that shot on the initial shot? It was a wide shot, so you saw him hit the table. You didn't really see the crash pad, so that was good. But then the problem was after the fact, you know, they showed you the hundred replays, and you see like four or five of them where there's this blatant pad that blows out and right. deflates. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe, maybe don't show those." Like nope, don't need to have it. You know, yeah. And again, I, I, I don't expect Jericho to kill himself. No, which was like such a weird. It was. I thought that was such a weird, like leap that people were making. They're like, you know, well, what do you expect him to do? Die? No, no, no. Right. We're not asking him to die. I mean, well, some people might, depending on how you. I saw those, truly feel Matt about Hardy. Chris. Matt Hardy spot bad. This spot bad. AEW can't win. They actually can. Right, just don't, just don't show, show the a, exactly that fucking close. That's don't drop a do. guy head first on concrete, um, and and then but don't show us, you know, particle board and crash pads. It's 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 
there, there's a there's an in between there that that I feel like you need to find. Tim, Matt, Mark, Ryan, what's in the particle board and crash pads your uh, abandoned high school's name? <laughs> so dumb. I'm not. I might be thinking of someone else. <laughs> Do you want to get this back on the rails, Matt, or should I? I mean, <laughs> the main thing I will say, I, big draw for AEW last night. And to steal a line from my good friend, Jim, you're all talking about it. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. That's kind of what AEW really needs at this point because they are, like Ryan said, it's the – the honeymoon period's over, so they need people to talk about them. They need people to watch them. So, you know, sometimes, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit is going to get people talking more than just a five-star match will, unfortunately. Um, you know, take it, um, you know, the, the whole Bobby Lashley storyline with, with Lana. Bobby! But, you know, it, it brought a ton of eyes onto the product, this is probably going to bring a ton of eyes onto the product again next week, in my opinion. I think that they did enough with having a good match and then having that weird finish again, similar to, to the fireworks bonanza we were supposed to get. It got people talking, and it should have been in a negative way, but I think it enhanced people's interest next week to see what are they going to do. Yeah, I mean that that's a good point. I mean, I, I can't I can't deny that that people are talking about it. So, um, you know, mission successful there. Absolutely. Over a million viewers too. I believe they won the night. So, it's I mean, it's it's a good thing for AEW. Probably not what they had in mind, but I think that, you know, like the saying is any press is good press. They're going to take it and run with it. So, they can possibly swing this in their favor and they, they to their credit they usually do a pretty good job when when they come off of of something that um you know isn't doesn't have the best ending doesn't have the best result doesn't come across the way they want it to they have done a done a pretty good job the next time out to, to um produce something pretty well um how many times can you get away with that i guess we'll we'll find out but yeah they they won the night if if you're talking pure numbers, they they were up from last week. Now last week was of course the the presidential address, which drew tons of eyes. Um, so you know that that definitely played into that. But um, fake news. <laughs> um, it, it was it was up. 18%, don't be rude. And the first time that it actually won the demo. So yeah. So um, I mean, good for them. You know it. it I mean, much much like WWE, I think AEW has shown that they have a very good damage control crew. So the the fact that they take this head on, they attack it pretty quickly. Um, we'll see what they do with it next week, but I think they have a good track record of taking these lackluster finishes, taking the fans' disappointment, and just roping them in even more. Like a, a, a wait till you see what we do next kind of thing. I mean, does do they want to get to the point where people are kind of watching just to see like how dumb or how bad it is? No. But I think that they're slowly rectifying their mistakes as they go through. I'd agree with that. Tim, thoughts? So as the resident WCW kid, I'm 
completely enthralled with everything war games. So In war games, war me, games, war games, war games. Sorry, Mr. Regal, I didn't know. It's, it's didn't okay, I'll forgive here. you. Um, God, can you warn somebody next time before William Regal just pops off? No. Say it again. See what happens, Tim. <laughs> so I'm a big blood and guts fan. <laughs> Blood and guts! Blood and guts! Blood and guts! <laughs> My problem with the show, or the event, the, the match, the movie, Blood and Guts, is the same song and dance we've had with AEW since their first event. It always seems like there's something production-related that takes away from the good work that is done by those involved. Um, Kobe. To me, this shouldn't have been on television. All of the commercial breaks were backloaded into the second half of Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm. They went to commercial three times between Wardlow entering the match he was the seventh of ten. Who? And the end. Yeah, I know the big guy. <laughs> the big guy with hair on the other, the white squad, the white team. Big hair guy. Big guy. He, big. He was seven. Kind of looked like fake Diesel a little bit. <laughs> Wardlow wishes that he would be in the same breath as Kevin Nash. That's true. Wardlow wishes he would be in the conversation with fake Diesel. <laughs> That's still Kane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he wishes he was in the same conversation as fake Razor Ramon. Oof. Oh, Yikes. Okay. That's still Rick Bogner. <laughs> <laughs> and my apologies to Rick Bogner. Um, God rest his soul. I know. Old big sky. Anyway. <laughs> The match itself. I, I, hit, him I, with the I, I hit that when he when he said the uh, when, when, he, when he said about fake razor and it just it was a delay. It didn't. Uh, it didn't. Mark's work. like God rest his soul. And Jim's yeah, that was that was not intended to be. The family at that of Rick spot. Bogner's pissed. Uh, <laughs> or, happy that, or happy that somebody actually said "ow" at his death. Um, either way. I'm sorry, that was a little gray, a little blue. I'm sorry. Um, my problem my problem is the production. Um how did Jericho and M- and MJF get on top of the cage? I missed it because it happened during picture in picture. Well you gotta watch that picture in picture. Well, I'm sorry oh. that it's about the size of a tic tac on my phone, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like Ah, it's the little guy climbing the little guy up the little thing. No. I think MJF went up there to be safe, is what the story was told from commentary when we came back. Tully opened the door. Titty Titty Blanchard opened the door. MJF got out. Jericho followed him, and they climbed up the thing. Cool. I'd like to have seen that. That seems like a really cool spot. Right, because here's the thing. If if there's people who took – that that moment to not watch in picture in picture and you know went to the bathroom or whatever to to not miss the end of the match then they come back why the hell is mj how is he on the roof of the cage 
isn't that on you though? They've given you picture in picture. It's if you choose a, to walk away from that, that's on, on you. But you're gonna do a pivotal spot during, during the commercial, right? Don't do it during the commercial. I you just can don't cut see climbing to... that pivotal. It's just it's, climbing. It's, it's not. The I mean, I know climbing. you would it's, probably it's him find getting it out of the cage. Maybe that... they'll slip and fall on their way up and really maim themselves. <laughs> you could but... do the climb and everything during the commercial. Do we have a Miley Cyrus clip about the climb? The he seems to really like the climb. No, it's the escape spot. It's how you got out. They made this big fucking deal about how nobody could get out. And they just get out and nobody sees it? No. Imagine if Kane debuts during Hell in a Cell and they show Kane and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels in the ring and Kane rips the door off, but nobody saw that. Or if it's on picture in picture. You'd be able to see it still. Right, but... It's it's still during a commercial. And then commentary would be like, my God, well, they wouldn't have done it because it was like on a fucking pay-per-view that like, this show should have been. Right, but th- also what... Well, they wouldn't it- have told us because Vince would have still been saying, it's got to be Kane, it's got to be Kane. <laughs> so Zach's got, Zach's got a good question. Was escaping the cage an automatic loss in war games? It was. It is in the WWF version because war games. there's war no, games. There's a, war games. War games. Tim, you said it. Well, between <laughs> William Regal and the four of you fucks talking over me, trying to make points, I'm never gonna get shit said on okay, this. I'll podcast. let it go. I'll this let it go. Jim put it to the front of the show. I'll right. wait. <laughs> no, you're good now. You're good. Okay, you sure? I think. My apologies. Mark's literally only made a shitty comment about a band. I know. He's one side of this pod (laughs) one side of the podcast is innocent. Um Ryan's band was pretty good. Escaping the cage is illegal in the WWE version of Blood and Guts. (laughs) And I because I can't say I can't say games (laughs) war anymore. Um, I wish I had a way to reverse that. <laughs> I wish you didn't. Um, and so, because it was on television, the pacing was off too. There was a lot of stalling, a lot of like figuring out like when to go, what to do, how to do it, and like there was there was three minutes of airtime after Jericho takes flight into his latest shipment of my pillows. Oh. You want to know how I knew there was three minutes? Did you Because time it? in the production of the show, you hear the timer go, three minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally missed that. Oh, I listen to everything. Because, <laughs> see, here's the thing. When I watch TV or when I watch wrestling lately, I watch it here in the office. So I have headphones. So it's ah. piped right in. So every little small thing that's said, I hear it. Mm. There was a bunch of tweets that that the boys were calling the spots relatively loud. Did you hear that, Tim? No, because I was invested in like well, also in the there, match itself. There were no cameras inside of the blood and guts cage. The only cameras that existed were the p- corner post cameras. I thought, and I think there might have been like 
two people on the far sides. I was going to say, because I thought there was at least one camera that was inside the cage. Yeah, they had to because they were running them back and forth. Oh, that might have been the corner cam. I don't know. I'd have to look at the establishing shot that they probably never gave us. They did not. (laughs) Um, But the, the entire, like, visual of the finish really leaves me flat. And it's just unfortunate that it's like it's still production woes over and over again with this stuff. And, like, WWE misses some things. But they've missed some things over 40 years of, like, over 40 years of doing this on television. And AEW has had the numbers skewed more misses in a shorter, in a shorter time frame. Like, I... Edge, Edge missing, Edge missing his debut, missing Edge's debut spear is a lot more more forgiving in a Royal Rumble than watching Chris Jericho go through diamond plated wood onto a literal pile, like a literal beanbag chair. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that. It's still one like, exposes bad production; the other actually exposes the spot, the magic. Really, it does. Sure, and and when we when you compare it to the exploding ring, and we talked about, I think Matt mentioned that they have a cleanup crew. Jericho, to me, this spot writes Jericho off of television. Jericho's gone. Jericho's about to do fuzzy stuff. He's about to spread a whole lot of rock and roll music to a whole lot of people during COVID time. I'll say he's, he's going to spread something, but I don't think it's rock and roll. A lot of rock and roll. <laughs> Ooh, rock and roll to the devil. So of the people still left in the angle, who is going to be the Eddie Kingston and John Moxley who could talk their way out of a bad situation and make it believable? One of the two, Santana Ortiz, the one that got stuck between the ring and the cell. Okay, cool. That guy, that one sure. did. He would be the one. I mean, it's not yep. going to be Jake Hager. <laughs> you sure about that, Jim? <laughs> it's got to be Sammy Guevara, right? Guevara's the guy that threw in the towel, essentially. Right, he's the, he's the surrenderer. Right. Y- yeah. Well, Is that even gonna... a way to lose? Can you actually lose? It's submit or surrender. Right, which yes, which when they okay. when they said that at first I was like, isn't that the same thing? No. But then as like and then I thought about it, I was like, no, I guess not. You could just you yeah, you so could So pinfall was not an option. No. Correct. And that's and that is their traditional games war rules. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you were to either give up or somebody gives up for you. No, Jim, I'm gonna say I'm going to say games were a lot here talking to Tim for the next moment. So just bear with me. I'll let you hit your sounder at the end. Okay. As, as a WCW guy, (laughs) were you at all put off that last night's match was blood and guts, but kept referring to like Tully in the very first ever blood and guts match. I calling it like Dusty's. Dusty's creation. This is Dusty's creation. When in fact, Dusty's creation really was war games. They just can't say that. On their games, war games, war games, war games. 
You see how annoying it is when you're in the middle of your thought and then War Games. I actually don't William mind. It. It's Regal fine. Just... War Games. War Games. War you can just games. talk over it. War games. Do people hear me? I don't know, but I won't stop talking. Oh, you sound like William Regal. When he says war games? That's that's the that what I sound like, I suppose. War games! How do I war war games. Games. How do war I know? Games. So it's like my, as a WCW guy. Yeah. Did that like bother you that they kept calling Dusty's creation the old WCW WG <laughs> Blood and Guts and referring to it as like a continuation of Dusty? The structure was Dusty's. The structure of like the idea what, of two rings. What they did for what they do for blood and guts is Dusty's creation. Two rings surrounded by a cage with a top on it, with the rules being submit or surrender. The match can't end until everybody's in the ring, and then it's the match beyond. Instead of you can't, but they they don't even have the rights to the match beyond. Right? What did they so ca- What did all, they call it? All out assault. The all out assault. Ah. And so. The names are WWE property, but the idea, like the concept they had was Dusty's, but it's kind of weird. It would be as if um, the XFL had their big game and they referred to um, the first ever big game where the Green Bay Packers won. Well, like if if, if somebody on it's like a coaching football, staff it's of still this, but we're talking about the very first Super Bowl and not the very first big game, but it's the same thing, kind of right. Like, but I think uh, for, from a commentary standpoint, like if if you know somebody who had played in the first Super Bowl was on the coaching staff or uh, front office staff of one of the XFL teams in a championship, and they're like, you know. So and so was in the was was in the first XFL championship. No, he wasn't. He was like, and you know, and I get it's not. It's kind of hard to compare the two because like everybody knows the Super Bowl. The XFL is not afraid to to necessarily necessarily mention you know so and so was in the first Super Bowl. Like I get you know AEW doesn't want to say that Tully was in the first WG match. You know so. But I don't like them saying that, you know, he was in the first blood and guts. They should they could just say something like he's he's had history in this type of match. I, I think you avoid like the silly. Yeah, because we, we know we know he wasn't type. in blood and Correct. guts. Just what don't an awful name blood and guts. I think we said this last year, too, before they. Oh, terrible name year, but awful shirt. But I we forget. Also, uh... We also didn't even know what blood and guts was going to be. I think we all assumed it was WG, didn't we? I didn't. I don't think that they got to the point where they announced what Blood and Guts was. They didn't they didn't announce oh. the rules, I don't think, until yesterday. If I'm correct. That's a good build. <laughs> Which is fine. Like I'm glad like every wrestling promotion has their own version of something WWE does. Yeah. Like it's not Sure, and I'm not even saying the WWE is, like, the first to do WG, because clearly they're not. No. Yeah. George Carlin had a great bit comparing, like, football and baseball. And I feel like that's the difference between, like, war games 
or blood and guts. In war games. Like there's just a difference. War games. War games. War games. Great radio. <laughs> people love people love coming to Three Count Thursday <laughs> to hear William Regal say the same word 12, 15, 18 times. I war games. <laughs> In war games! War games! War games! War games! Um, I like the way he used to say Umaga, too. Umanga! I don't, Umanga. I, I don't have that on the board. <laughs> Umanga! Um, he that hard U. An- another, like... And, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, if you listen to, like, older guys from the business talk about some of the things that happen now that, that they find issue in. It's like, if you're going to have a, have a big spot, you know, with, with, you know, something, uh, you know, if you're, if you're finishing your main event is, uh, a variation of a power bomb, don't have somebody win with the power bomb during the second match, or don't have somebody use a power bomb and have it be kicked out in the second match. So I, as I'm thinking about that, and and earlier in the night we saw Darby Allen get thrown down concrete stairs. Um, I, I don't know the height of that staircase compared to the the top of that cage, but like he's just yucked down concrete stairs. He weighs all of seventy eight pounds, whatever. Like that was a nasty bump. And at the end of the night, you have Jericho fall through, you know, plywood in mypillow.com. Like maybe maybe save Darby being thrown down concrete stairs for next week. Like it just the the two falls. Like Darby took the worst fall of the night, and you know I mean he was hurt, but he was like up and and like conversing with the medical team. Jericho's laying there when you didn't a- after he closed his eyes again. Um, Jericho's laying there dead. I, I just it, it's. Didn't Mike and Michael Nakazawa die in the second match as well, and then was totally fine hoisting around all the championships for Kenny Omega? And probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I shocked think... they didn't have another cage match last night. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's true. Right. That, that that's what's shocking. I think what the problem is is that I don't Jericho's bump is huge. Like, yeah, I don't want to discredit it. No. It's just the production of it. Like, the way it's shot, MJF is standing tall on top of the cage. That's a babyface-ish thing. Like, True. he's standing there celebrating. He's a babyface now. He's just standing there taking pride. But if it was timed out right, and the last thing you hear him say is, thank you, and you cut, but because you had three minutes of television time <laughs> after the fact because you couldn't pace right. Like, that's. I get it. It's tough. And, like, I, I, I'm I, sitting here and I'm armchair quarterbacking because, like. But it shouldn't be tough. But if you're. But also, if you're like on paper. You are on television. You are on TNT. You have been doing this for a year. Not that match, but you've been doing it. Get yourself a fucking director that knows how to direct a show then. That's simple. But also, pre- if, if you're uh, like, if this was on pay per view, like it probably should have been, you can always go dark on pay per view. But like, 
if you're running till 11 p.m., you can go. You can cut to black at 10:52 if you come up eight minutes short. I mean, what else you could do though in for those three minutes is if your production team is worth a worth a dog on, you could have highlights yeah. of blood and guts, the, and you could have the voice of wrestling, Jim Ross. Okay. Oh, I got it. And the voice of of Turner Sport or the voice of WCW, Tony Schiavone and Excalibur lay out what happened and sign off and not see Dean Malenko talking to Chris Jericho because they're best friends. Pepper is ready to get out of here. Puppy dog. <laughs> Pepper is like, I hear somebody outside. Um, like, pat, pat, pat on the door. I, I, this bothered me last night and it's the first time it really has bothered me. I'm over having like a gimmicked commentator wear a mask. And I know it's Excalibur's thing, but uh, I don't know. Bothers me anymore. Why? I don't know. And I get like Jerry the King Lawler didn't drop the King gimmick when he moved to commentary. I just, I don't know. It just bothers me. I mean, I just feel like it shouldn't be. I feel like commentary shouldn't be gimmicked. Backstage announcer shouldn't be gimmicked. Your ring announcer shouldn't be gimmicked. Referees shouldn't be gimmicked. I'm just saying. At the same time, though, like it, it's tough to just drop a gimmick out of nowhere. It's just take the mask off. It's literally all it is. And then that is Excalibur for the next few weeks. And then it's like, yep, that's Excalibur. Keep the name. I don't give a shit. Just you take the silly mask off. All over that if they did. Absolutely that. would not. Rey Mysterio took his mask off. Rey yep. Mysterio he lost a mask, mask. And he also got his eye poked out. But that's a whole oh, different that's... story. <laughs> um, he had surgery, Jim. That's, he did. Um, I don't know. I mean, the king was the king's been the king, and I get that. And I like, understand that. And like, King and Michael Cole had like heel Michael Cole and and the king until the king almost died, and then Michael Cole couldn't be a heel anymore. And you have Corey Graves bickering with Byron, and so like, that, I get that. that's gimmick. Faces. I'm not. I'm not saying it like that. There's obviously a heel commentary and, and a face commentary. Always has been. But just uh, the mask, for some reason, man, last night, I was like, nope, done with that shit. Well, I don't know why. All... It, it bothered me before. I actually, it doesn't, I'm just, I guess I'm just used to it now. I get it. Like, PW, I get it. I really do. I just, I'm over it for whatever reason. I just don't like it anymore. Right. Take off I, that silly you, ass mask. You think about it, we all wear masks. Shut the fuck up, Martin. <laughs> Sorry I yelled at you, but I'm not. Shut the like, fuck up! I just... I don't see what the, the big deal is. And, like, why... What... I'm just curious. Like, I don't what, know what it was. Last night, it just was... I'm like, nope, that's silly. For, like, zero reason, though. You're saying... It is. It's, it's literally zero reason. Right, I'm like... It's it's, it just hit me. Is it? Is which it? Is why, which is why I'm just going to discredit it as just you being a grumpy pants. That's fine. And it might be just Ryan was a grumpy pants last night. But if we're okay, if we're going to talk about commentary though, like and War I, Games was great. <laughs> In War Games, War Games. I can't abandon the War gimmick games. now. Like War we're games. just we're committed to this for the night. We're not going to. Well, be you talking don't hit about... the Shane McMahon button every time somebody says Shane McMahon. No, but that one's much button. longer though. I mean, that's 
considerably usually longer. usually hits the music. I'm pretty disappointed I don't hear I that do, now, I do usually whatever. hit the music. But if we're going to talk, like, commentary... So say it, but don't fucking hit it, Jim. Right. Here comes the money. Thank you. You're welcome. But, like, if we're going to talk about commentary and issues with commentary, how did we get Jim Ross to go from, like, oh, my God, he's broken in half to this? Protect Chris Jericho. Wait, wait, no, come on. Hey, he's a sick little bastard. I'm telling you. He's, he's up oh, no! oh, my God! My God, what do we see? Like, get the doctor there quick as you can. Chris Jericho threw it. Just, off the I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think commentary handled the moment well. Like, what I love did that we... they all just marked at the same moment? That's always great audio. Yeah, which is, I mean, an issue with their commentary. Well, I mean, to be fair, the broken in half quote was like one of the first times we've seen that. Sure. But like I don't it know, would have been better served being like, "Oh my goodness, what a maneuver!" <laughs> <laughs> so what a maneuver! <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> but like, and and maybe it's, it's for me, it's just Jr. at commentary just is is nowhere close to what Jr. used to be. No, he definitely isn't. But I, don't, I don't think you can compare those two moments. But he certainly has been a lot more watered down in AEW. And I get it. Much older tragedies in his life, all of that. Like it just, I, I, I and I hate saying it because I do, I, I do love Jr. and what he's been to to wrestling and wrestling commentary. But like, I just, I do feel like he would be better served as like you know, the, the interview segment host, like not, not backstage interview, but when they do let like special taped interview with uh, FTR or whatever, when they're coming in, I just feel like that rolls better for him at this point. Part of me though, feels like the reason why Jim Ross doesn't deliver on these spots like he should is because he doesn't have the personal connection with the people that it's happening to like he did then like Austin was his guy. Everything that stone cold Steve Austin did meant more to Jim Ross. Jim Ross was also the guy of talent relations. He was responsible for the, for bringing mankind into the WWE. So he knows mankind is Mrs. Foley's baby boy, like knows him. And so while he does know Jericho, like and Jake Hager, <laughs> he doesn't know MJF oh. that well. That's he true. Knew, he knew two out of 10 people really because, because Sean Spears was after his time. Well, the height of Sean Spears was after his time and the FTR dudes were after him. Sure. So it's like, I get that, like, the organic nature of it is off, but, yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. I think he's been better. I think he's been better. At least he's not actively shitting on stuff. (laughs) That's true. Um, Oh, there's no tag rules. Nobody holds onto the tag rope. Nobody (laughs) listens to the ref's count. Undermining the ref's authority. He's he's not not as much get off my lawn guy as he was early in AEW. 
I think part of that is Conrad Thompson. Connie has, I think there's been conversations with him and Connie, just like Connie's like, now Jim, just <laughs> breathe. <laughs> if you need to go into commentary after a, a one and a half mules, go for it. That's true. Just get him on the sauce a little bit. <laughs> you know, just, just, and he just breaks out. Sauce it. Underneath, underneath the table, he just pulls out a jar of main event mustard. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Taking taking shots of it. Um, it's, it's a little under the gum. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing shooters. <laughs> One nostrils main event mustard. The other side is barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I literally my like my next my the breath I took immediately after that was just hot. <laughs> like, just hot. like oh um but you know again I the match the 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 night I, I I didn't I didn't think was bad I didn't think the match was bad but man again it's what's the last taste in your mouth what's the last the last moment mustard and, and it's in the mustard um and 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 it it was a dud like it it i saw people saying this was the best like double ring cage match we've ever seen i'm like it wasn't even the best one in the last motherfucking year man like i get it i get it like AEW's the cool new toy but like it's okay to to not to not mark over it all the time um let's uh let's also interject here and um See, so yeah, people are going to be bitching about Raw and SmackDown featuring women, and you give me a three-minute Britt Baker match over, I don't know, Bret Hart's niece or somebody, Julia Hart. Don't, uh, don't, don't shit on the E for not featuring women right when you have a two-hour program and you give me a three-minute squash match. Nope, not going to happen. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever talked up AEW's women's card. I don't think so either. I'm just calling shit out. Call it, call it. Yeah. I mean, they had been. They have been doing too. better overall. I'll give them that. You know, but... show, you know this show's always easy on AEW. And <laughs> e. Um, but, let them slide. but I don't think WWE did a great job on their three-hour show on Monday either. They sure didn't. Um, so, um, you know, maybe it's just a time for everybody to reevaluate uh, that that position um on the card completely uh would let's uh let's also reevaluate those chair shots to the head right Oof! don't need them yeah i don't i don't need that in my life um i just don't i i, I yeah i really don't i welcomed it back i don't mind it i mean i, I get it it's up to it, i don't mind it it's up to so to individual people if they want to take them i i right. I'm not I'm a fan of seeing Ben Watt didn't mind it either. Every ben Waz oh. wasn't necessarily chair shots to the head. It was him using his head as a weapon for 20 years coming off the top rope. That was probably it. Yeah, I mean, a, a chair shot to the head, like, in a spot is going to, to mean a lot. I don't want to see it constantly every week. But if and you – I mean, it, there's ways around, like – I think they can pull off chair shots these days. And there was two, any. right? And neither of them were unprotected. Uh, I feel like there was more than two. I'd have Sammy to go back took and, one and, and he got his match. hands up. I think 10 took one. In the second one. ring? 10 took one. Sorry, As not 10. Right before, right before he was taken apart the ring? Or right after? 
Yeah, but I think that one was unprotected. Sean Spears took one unprotected. Maybe that knocks some sense into him. But like, I think it, it's up to I the just guy don't need taking, to see him it's anymore. Up to the guy taking it, like, obviously, I, obviously, know. Tony Khan's like, I'd rather you not do that. But... You think he's saying that? No. Yeah, I don't okay. think he is. I don't think he's saying <laughs> it either. Maybe like a yeah, don't do that, you. Hey, buddy, yeah. don't do that. Oh, I just dropped you know five hundred dollars. My bad. Oh, if it's five hundred bucks, I'll take a fucking shot in the head. Yeah, you. Brian, you take a shot in the mouth. I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> if it's a five hundred dollar bonus, swing away. Right, and and okay, cuss the hell out of me. I don't even give a shit. I, I don't. I don't know if that's the case or not, but like. Me and Sean Morley will be sitting on a couch talking about weed for the rest of my life. I'd be fine with it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think he's discouraging it. I'll say that. I don't think I don't think Tony's discouraging it at all. Um Well that was fun war games talk, boys. <laughs> In war games! There it is. War games! War games! War games! The uh, pause made me want it more. <laughs> that's good. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's pause here. Uh, let's, let's hear from our sponsors. We come back. We have plenty more to go over, including our, uh, wrestler of the week standing. So stick with us. Three count Thursday live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Three count Thursday is sponsored by arena eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LiebSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Welcome back to Recount Thursday. We are live. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a share 
on the live video if you're with us live. If not, make sure you give a rate and review on all podcast platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, just go to 3CountThursday.com so you can find our merchandise, social media links, everything else 3Count related. And uh, make sure you tell everybody about the show. Get uh, more people in here each and every week. We'd appreciate that as well. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3CountThursday. Um, so normally we get to this right after the uh, On This Day segment, but obviously the, um, the blood and guts was... Uh, a, a bit more uh, topical this week. So let's get to our Wrestler of the Year standings for the week. Since John Moxley and Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the Wrestler, Wrestler, Wrestler on the Week. Alrighty, week number four of uh, of our standings, and uh, if you want to keep up to date and look back on uh, the year as we go through it, there is a uh, section for this on 3CountThursday.com, uh, so make sure you check that out as well. Um, anybody want to kick us off with their uh, nominations this week? God damn it, why does it keep doing that? Why? All right, we're back. We're good. We're good. I got to keep yeah, looking. You got to say it all over again, Jim. Does anybody want to kick us off with their nominations for the week? I know it was. Matt, go yeah, ahead. Matthew. So in my number one spot, I had Roman Reigns. Number two um, with his TV title win was Tony Deppen. Big win for him in Ring of Honor. And number three... Um, more titles, Candice Laurie, Andy Hartwell uh, rounded out my third. So um, in retrospect, I think I, I would have switched two and three, but it's too late for that. I don't want to upset Tim, so we'll leave it where it was. <laughs> That's smart. We all, we've all seen what happens when you when you change the standings as we're live. Um, good. That's a good three there. Uh, anybody else want to go next? Yeah, mine are very similar to Matthews. Uh, mine were set early, early in the week. Uh, no effect from AEW or NXT or Raw. Uh, my number one wrestler of the week also was Roman Reigns in a very um, punishing, very enjoyable main event to SmackDown. Uh, my number two was also Tony Deppen and his uh, new Ring of Honor championship. Uh, he is the new TV champion. Big congratulations to the Tony Deppen. Uh, and my third uh, is an indie wrestler, uh, the shooter, Killian McMurphy, who won uh, this weekend at the ECWA Super 8 tournament. Um, if you're not a fan or familiar necessarily with ECWA, do uh, take a look. A lot of big names have, uh, have wrestled in the ECWA tournament. Um, some winners previously, uh, Davey Richards, Petey Williams, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Paul London, Tommaso Ciampa. And that's just the men's one. The women's has... Tomato chips! That's all I was waiting for. Uh, (laughs) Xavier Woods, uh, Jerry Lynn. So uh, lots of names uh, had gone through. Lots of popular, famous winners. So congratulations, Killian McMurphy. Go ahead, Matthew. 
I mean, I already went. I was just saying that the women's Super 8 also has some big names as well. Absolutely does. ECWA does a fantastic job with that tournament. Sure do. Uh, Tim or Mark, do you guys want to go next? Do you want me to go next? Um, I'll go ahead and go. Oh, God bless. Because I remembered what I put down, I think. <laughs> so, uh, number one for me was uh, indie wrestling and uh, Candice. The uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. Number two was Roman Reigns. Number three was that man who built this city on rock and roll, Cody Deppin. Those were actually the three. So I got it. They were in order. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually impressed. Thank you. I'm doing my best. I don't want to upset Tim. The last thing I want to do is make Tim upset. All I had to do is raise my voice once. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is upset you. Uh, Tim, you want, to, upset you. <laughs> you want to go next, Tim? Sure. Um, my top three, very similar to everyone else's top three. Uh, leading it off, the big dog, the head of the table, the end-all, be-all, Roman Reigns, the wah man. Uh, sending Daniel Bryan up out of SmackDown and possibly WWE. Um, at number two, I've got uh, Candice and Indy Wrestling. I like that. Um, winning the NXT Women's Tag Team titles from Ember Moon and Chatsy Blackheart. Number three, in his uh, upset victory over Hot Sauce Tracy Williams in Ring of Honor, Tony Deppin winning the ROH television title. Rounds out my top three. Uh, Killian McMurphy, right there is an honorable mention. I do want to mention that, as well as Dominic Garini. He's a name that you guys may not have heard of. Um, he wrestles in MLW, but also he had a fantastic weekend uh, this weekend wrestling for AIW. Uh, wrestled Lee Moriarty and Eddie Kingston in back-to-back nights and two match-of-the-year quality uh, bouts. So credit where credit is due. But my top three, uh, Roman Reigns, Candice and Indy, and then Tony Deppin. Yeah, um, you know, this this week I feel like was was a fairly easy one. Um, mine pretty much are the same. My number three, Tony Deppin. Congratulations to him. Uh, number two, Candice and Indy. Uh, my number one, he's the head of the table. Um, great main event on SmackDown, Roman Reigns. Uh, my honorable mention would be um, everybody's favorite, uh, who is returning to the WWE, of course, Eva Marie. So, um that that's she she was she was she was right there but uh didn't didn't quite crack the top three this week mark uh what was your on (laughs) your honorable mention i had uh if i could pick a fourth one it would have been uh, jordan grace's instagram was my honorable mention her ig she's been up at the gym working on her fitness she's fergalicious you you, that 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 one's on that one's on you ryan uh, Tim, you want to update us with the uh, where we're at for the year? I sure will. So for this week, we have literally only four people who were nominated. So all four people that were nominated get all points for Wrestler of the Week. So number one or number four, Killian McMurphy getting his one point into the roundabout. Uh, Tony Deppin getting third place honors. Um, Candice Array and Indy Hartwell with second place honors and then the head of the table, the Ua man Roman reigns is week four's wrestler of the week. 
um, first time winning, but his victory here means that he is now at sole control of the number one spot in wrestler of the year with 17 points. Um, if you want to control sounds like something AEW would call something when they can't say what it's actually called. Yes. Soul control. Soul control. Um, if you want a breakdown of our, our breakdown of points, uh, it's all available on three count Thursday.com. There's a link at the top that breaks down how you earn points for the week and for the year. But with a first place and a second place, Roman has 17 points. There is a tie for second place with the other first place vote getters in the uh, the standings with Kenny Omega, Bianca Belair, and Cool Cow. O'Reilly. Um, and then rounding out the top five is Hikaru Sheeter, her, her. Uh, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wild, uh, Raul Aline Mendoza, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell all with seven points for their second place victories and honors, but everyone's point totals move forward. Uh, if you, if you were a person in the wrestler of the week, you earned points towards wrestler of the year. Um, first place with 10, seven, four, and then one point for the fourth honorable mention. So, um, a great week all around for uh, the wrestler of the week standings. Can't wait to see what we have uh, for the next 48 weeks. Absolutely. Three count question of the week. All right. We uh, obviously we go one right into another. Uh, This one, I think, came to us via Ryan from the uh, WWE on Fox page, I believe. And it is what is the single greatest quote in WWE history? Um, Anybody want to kick us off with with their thoughts on the greatest quote in WWE history? Jim, I think you should go first. You think I should go first? We all know what it's going to be. Yep. yep. What yep. What is it going to be, Matthew? Because I'm the best. The <laughs> best was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, it is not that. Thank you very much. Uh, your Your assumptions, although. As, possibly it accurate. It doesn't matter what your top <laughs> quote is ever. That is the best one. That's the one that should win this. The Rock, period. Wow. Wow. Anybody so, else? The line, it doesn't matter what you think is Whatever. the best quote. That is the best quote ever. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, dot, dot, it dot. It doesn't matter, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Because whatever your answer is, Tim, it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, are you telling Tim to suck it? If we're playing, well, if we're playing greatest catchphrase in WWE history, maybe. But as far as quotes go, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh huh, uh huh. There's one. There's a couple that kind of stick out to me as uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. 
I'm not going to answer yet because you're going to be an asshole and tell me it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Tim, go ahead. So the most important quote in the history of WWE is that the one time when... Uh, war Games! Seen... <laughs> <laughs> war Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Rotten pieces, nothing. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my gut and what I was going to say first. Uh, it's me, Austin. It was me all along. Okay. When Vince McMahon announces himself as the higher power. Hmm. All right. All right. Matter Mark, you guys want to go? You want me to go? No, this is the most important quote. Was this the three count question of the week? Uh, this this one was this, this was the okay. the three count question of the week. Oh, there it is. Well, I think it's got to be uh, Steve Austin, Austin three sixteen. It's got to be. It's got to be. He says. I'm sorry if that upset you. Oh, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Right. I'm also not sorry. upset. I'm in full agreement with Mark. That is the answer. Hmm launched a whole era in my opinion i mean i'm i'm within that era but i i for me i don't know like i was such a i was a dx guy back in the day and i feel like it was such a big thing in like our age group that if you're not down with that we got two words for you what are the two words Mm, i don't know if you're old enough to hear that mark Oh, I can mute myself. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, I mean, for me, that kind of goes to what Tim was saying. I, I viewed that as more of a catchphrase than just the straight quote. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, interpretation. I, I mean, I still love it. I'm not going to say that's wrong. That's just my justification for not picking that one. There's a lot of other really good quotes, like um, Vince McMahon didn't screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. Yeah, no, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, that one, that's a good one. Bret also, screwed Bret. I there's so many. Back. There's so many snippets in that entire interview where it's like, you know, time honored tradition. Mm. Um, in the interest of fairness, <laughs> was another like Vinceism. Um, how come that's not on our opening uh, entrance like theme, the three count open, Jim? Is there a reason that's never made it into one of the edits? Um, I just didn't cross my mind. I mean, I did, I did ask the group if there was any promos or segments that wanted to make it to the to the intro to let me know. I don't remember that being suggested either. I also enjoyed Paul Heyman's "I'm the one behind the one." in 21 and one, but that's a good one liner that pretty often as well. It kind of lost like how cool it was the first time you heard it. Paul Heyman's also other one from ECW one night stand. I think it was 2006 edge. I've got three words for you, Matt freaking Hardy. (laughs) Um, there's a couple here. Uh, on the uh, Facebook page, somebody said, "See, I just kicked Stan by Shawn uh, <laughs> Michaels." Um, that clip actually popped up on my my YouTube randomly the other day. Uh, Stan, 
blood and guts participant sean spears there you go uh jason did put it's me austin it's me all along um there's one here for those that believe no explanation is necessary for those that don't no explanation will do um who said that I'm, i don't the, even the know. riddler <laughs> santa claus, santa claus. <laughs> um what was that quote, Jim? I'm, I'm curious as hell who that was. It was, for those that believe no explanation is necessary, for those that don't, no explanation will do. Let's see if I Google search that. If, if it, uh... It's a Franz Werfel quote. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. Did he wrestle under a mask? <laughs> yes. Uh, somebody put, what does everybody want? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's chicken. <laughs> Uh, we have a, well, let me tell you something, brother. Uh, that one too. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. To be the man, you got to beat the man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, kind of sad that nobody offered any, any, and maybe it's just the state of professional wrestling that nobody offered a women's quote. Um, like who? Right. I, I, I don't. I mean, it's just I guess where the business was in the time that quotes were being made, like the Attitude Era. They just weren't allowed to talk, I suppose. But there's just nothing catchy that a woman's ever said on wrestling. That's like, oh, that's well. I, I kind of remember China saying that Eddie broke her heart. China. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte, like, there's the one that Charlotte has recently said. Correct. Um, also, there's nobody's ready for Asuka, which is, like, a catchphrase, but... Bianca's you don't even go here. Yeah, which, I, I mean... That's a which is Nia's you don't even go here. Yeah. Like, um... But I'm surprised none of us also said anything about, like, the CM Punk pipe bomb. Hi, Coca-Bana. Well, I mean, you know, I wasn't going to say it. There's just not like a, a one quote from that whole spiel that like stands out to me as like a snippet. There is. I just, I Isn't it? it was was that the promo where he said the idiot son-in-law? Was that during the pipe bomb or was that a different promo? Yeah, because, it is like, the, I mean, it's dude, the pipe bomb. Yeah, because I mean... And maybe that's part of the like the problem too is I feel like by that point like I don't know Here like it is. Punk delivered so many like here's the pipe here's this here's the line in the pipe bomb I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th and hell who knows maybe I'll go defended in New Japan Pro Wrestling or maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor Punk waves to the camera Hey Colt Cabana how you doing The reason I'm leaving is because you people after because the reason reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still gonna put your poor money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's gonna keep turning, and I understand that. And Vince McMahon's gonna make money in spite or despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? Because he's around himself with gland handling nonsensical yes men like John Laurinaitis. And here's the quote. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon is dead. But the fact is, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Yeah, like that that quote there is is a pretty solid one. 
Um, he also he also had one about Kevin Nash that was really great. Like when Kevin Nash debuted, he was like, "When I saw you came back, I texted my sister. I was like, OMG, Kevin Nash, LOL. I thought he was dead." <laughs> um, Devin says my client Brock Lesnar. Zach says the Nikki Bella line to Brie about dying in the womb, or or AJ's promo on the Bellas, which we can you hear part of that in the. Uh, I mean, I like that one, except then the Bellas were honking the whole time, saying that to our faces as she's like literally talking. Oh my god, yeah, like I because I was I was going back this week through like <laughs> honking, <laughs> some, <laughs> like some. wild geese. but if you go back and watch that promo it's that's matt's not far off on that there was something um because yeah they're just like screaming and and it's it's just like wow shut up (laughs) um don't make us come up there (laughs) come say it to our faces uh, like they just screamed that like 14 times it's like Nikki was the worst yeah we get no she wasn't stop that um this is another good bret hart one too what's that frustrated, frustrated oh yeah the goddamn word for it this is bullshit i mean th- i did love that one at the time but like to me it, I, I don't think it i don't think it stands up all time like as as like the Greatest. I remember that Brett promo over almost any other Brett promo. Yeah, I remember that one too. Same thing with so Vader calling himself a piece of shit, a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> when so Kane, all we had to when, do was swear around Kane a young, went, impressionable Tim. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. <laughs> and you're burned in his I'm memory a forever. A big fat piece of shit. HBK talking about losing his smile. Always oh, that's a good well. one uh jr telling sid we're live pal that's a pretty good one. <laughs> all your questions will be answered tonight <laughs> um is the steiner math one a solid quote i don't know oh god that whole steiner math will always go down as that may be one of like the top five greatest wrestling promos of all time ever ever so good this um, is my yard now <sighs> that yeah. that's good that is that's a good probably one. a real solid recent one yeah um yeah. zach zach says pretty sure becky probably had some home runs uh during her big run can't remember any specifically and i think maybe that's the problem it, at least in in some cases in the last couple of years is is like i i, I don't i don't know that there's been a lot of stuff that's you know like home run you know all-time memorable so that they stick out Maybe it's just we, there's there's too there's too much. I I don't. I, I think that the WWE just overdoes it, and then it becomes more of a catchphrase rather than a quote. Like like Becky, I know said when the man comes around a lot. I think you say that once and let it go, and that's oh that's kind of cool. A little Johnny Cash feel to and it. Something maybe. like talking about how she's bopping the heads off these jamokes or something like. Yeah. She was always saying something about that. I'm missing the verbiage up, but like something about hitting people's heads off and stuff. I wouldn't like to formally change my answer. Go for it. Just when they think they've got the answers, I change the question. That's a great one. It's a good one. You don't throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. (laughs) Oh my God. Like I hated the end of that biography because the last 
thing you saw in that biography is Hogan doing that line, and of course he has to throw in brother at the end. It's like I fucking hate you, man. Like just stop being a douchebag for five seconds. Like just say the line. You don't have to throw the brother in. You fucking asshole. Yes, he does. I mean, he does. I, I Hogan get it. Must pose. <laughs> That's true. Um, here's Hogan one. Hogan must hose. Yep. <laughs> here's one. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> um, I mean, Jericho's "You just made the list" was a fun, a fun time in wrestling. I you just say. made the list. And again, I, I yeah, I mean. That does fall a little bit more in. Well, in why is my name on this list? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that that actually that one's actually probably better than you just quote. made the list because like, and and yeah, maybe maybe I didn't maybe I didn't think of it in in the right way. Like I my mind went to catchphrases because like you know it's like rest in peace. I'm the game. Whatever they're they're more catchphrasey as opposed to yeah the the why is my name on the list is probably the the better quote out of all of that because it's it's the exclamation point and then the next question he had is why is my name second on this list when looking at the wrestlemania card (laughs) that that is true and then he also said why is my name on this list and it's his covid results um but that's a whole (laughs) separate issue in and of itself um any others before we uh before we continue No. What a maneuver. <laughs> I mean, that is classic. Um, all right. So what this is something, and, and I think the guys from Take 3 Wrestling Podcast, like, kind of kind of touched on this uh, last week on their episode, and it, and it just kind of, like, got me thinking because, you know, obviously, you know, right now, everything that happens in wrestling, be it WWE, NXT, AEW, impact if you watch it whatever whatever you watch there's there's a real-time dialogue that's carried out every week on 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 social media on twitter um with wrestling fans we didn't we didn't have that in you know what is you know the 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 most recognized and and i think the 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 belief that the attitude era was the greatest period of time in wrestling and he was definitely the biggest the most popular but like what like what if what if social media existed during the attitude era like w- would we would we look back on everything that happened in in the same way because like we we remember the the like the awesome moments like the beer truck and all the times austin's fucking with mcmahon and the great rivalries and the back and forth between austin and the rock and this and that but like because there's a separation of time we we forget about some of the the worst things uh that 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 came out of the attitude era and the fact that like that, you know, if if we're talking wrestling, there's a lot of times that a lot of the matches on on Raw or SmackDown were two minute matches, and that like the wrestling wasn't necessarily great. Like the wrestling seemed to be the afterthought during the Attitude Era. So would and 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 I don't know. Maybe there's things about the current 
product or the product from five, ten years ago that we can look back differently because we remember the, the, the bright spots as opposed to the 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 sometimes overanalyzation of everything. I mean, we maybe overanalyze blood and guts, you know, for the first hour. But do you think that if social media existed and, and there was a real-time reaction, would we have remembered and, and thought of, of the Attitude Era differently? A hundred percent. Absolutely. One hundred and ten percent. Social media has allowed us and I'm talking, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook's, um, whatever the new one Donald Trump's coming up with, uh, YouTube parlor, all, all of these things, parlor. Sure. People are talking about wrestling on parlor. I'm sure. I'm sure it's huge over there. <laughs> um, you know, allows us to repeatedly see the spot that we don't like. If we don't have social media, we see specifically yesterday, Chris Jericho fall off the uh, blood and gut cell into a spot. And we all go, oh, I kind of feel like that exposed some cardboard. But then that's it. Like, they don't have to show us over and over. Like, AEW controls that. And we only see it because we can't go to YouTube. We can't jump on Twitter and watch it numerous times, quote, retweeting the video of how bad it is. We would be we would have done that for the entire attitude. Everything about the attitude era would just be picked apart on both sides, WWE and WCW. It would be it would it would ruin the NWO as soon as NWO started getting too big. That's all we would bitch about. Oh, another guy in the NWO. It would just ruin it. Everything would be destroyed. Good and bad. No we just want to bitch. That's all we would do. It would have absolutely destroyed the attitude era. Much like, and I'm not saying destroy, yeah, fuck it. Much like what we have today. I don't know if I blame social media on wrestling today as I do just like the internet in general. Because with the internet came the, the, before the dirt sheets were these wrestling newsletters that people paid for to get. Then the internet happens. And it's all online. So we're seeing, we're hearing about finishes and people's contracts expiring. And we're hearing about like what happened backstage and who was backstage and all this and that. And it's like, we got a whole bunch of information. And once you have information, the one thing you want is more information. So when you have it at your fingertips, then you want it like injected into your veins and so i think if you if you separate social media and like the internet wrestling community or the the dirt sheets i think like it it, i i think part i think a lot of the wcw stuff they were doing catches fire more um like the the dennis rodman stuff the carl malone stuff um, I mean, people people talk about the Jay Leno stuff and how that wasn't like super great, but Jay Leno was like one of the biggest things on television at the time. And you're gonna say Jay Leno's doing a wrestling thing, and more people hear about it? Like that's that's pretty cool. 
like I wonder if it'd be any different when David Arquette wins the WCW championship. Like what, what happens then? Um, but then also in the same vein, when Tyson shows up, that's already a big deal. That might be the, if social media was around, that might be the spurt, the, the, the single most important moment in the history of wrestling. If you're, you're talking about exists. Tyson in AEW just recently. No, we're talking oh. about Attitude Era. Oh, okay. My bad. Calendars, pal. <laughs> Got it. Got it. You know, like, I, like, because I, I was kind of like writing down a list of things like good and bad from the Attitude Era. And, and like, you know, Austin messing with McMahon, um, the numerous things, like, the Bang 316 gun when McMahon pissed himself. The Corvette, like, uh, paging Dr. Austin. Like, all, like all of those segments. Like, that was that was TV gold. Like, the milk truck, the beer truck. I had Tyson versus Austin written down. Is DX- that TV gold, though? Or is that a younger gym that was entertained by that style of comedy compared to a gym today? And we've never seen that a gun to a guy's head in the middle of a ring in this climate is probably something you would angrily tweet about. And there are, I'm sure are adults at that time that would be like, yo, this probably isn't good and would angrily tweet about that. It was great because we were young and enjoyed jackass. Well, that's true. But like, I mean, and, and, you know, maybe this is me looking back with, uh, you know, 36 year old, you know, 2021 vision, but like, you know, Trish barking like a dog. Um, May Young, topless, birthing a hand, you know, being power bombed through a table. Um, Al Snow, the big boss man in Pepper. That probably doesn't even uh, fly too well today. Choppy, choppy pee pee. Uh, beaver cleavage. <laughs> like these, these are things that are both not in good taste, but some of these just awful, like this one, like you had legends evening gown matches. Like I think what Pat Patterson and, uh, Briscoe were probably in those, um, Mark Henry and Sammy that, I mean, like the, the, um, transgender, Oh yeah. uh, brawl for all. (laughs) Was that during Sex Addict Mark Henry? Yes. That was during Sex when he was chasing China and I think she like pawned him off on Sammy or got him a date with Sammy. Um and even like some of the Ministry of Darkness stuff like trying to embalm Austin, uh you know, live sacrificing uh. Stephanie McMahon on a cross yeah, and kidnapping Stephanie McMahon uh, and trying to force her to marry. Also, the marriage of Stephanie and Triple H. Right? <laughs> right? Roofing Dr- Stephanie McMahon and taking her yeah. to a drive in yeah, and then making her marry Triple H. Oh, I do. Yeah, I'm I Stephanie. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, I do. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, so. And this is where it's like, so we, you know, we remember these things and we, we chuckle about them now. Cause again, we were 16 years old and we love jackass and all of that. Where, whereas now it's, was the attitude era really the best TV or did, was the highest points of the show just the best and the highest. 
It's tough to say because it's yeah. like it's the problem with looking at something nowadays back then. Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, uh, what's the Archie Bunker show? Is that all in the family? All in the family. All the family. All Would the family. never happen now. Oh boy, no. And that, that is the that's one of the biggest sitcoms in the history of television. The Honeymooners. Never I mean, happened. Like to the moon. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, never. A canned laugh track about domestic can't... violence. Right. Right. It's like. Straight to the moon, Alice. I told you twice. Alice, right. right in the kisser. <laughs> right. Like. But. So it, it, it's tough. And I think the. I think part of the issue is, is that. And this is going to sound like us old guys standing on our lawn. You but damn like, kids. The older we get, there's going to be fewer and fewer of us who remember being there for some of these moments. And the fans in general who were discovering it for the first time aren't going to see it in the lens we first saw it. It's like the they're uh, going to see it now. The Polar Express with the bell, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's like so. Are we wrong for thinking that like it was really funny that Val Venus got his wiener chopped off or almost got his wiener chopped off by I mean, in, by Yamaguchi San? I mean, in hindsight, he probably should have just gotten his wiener cut off, uh, right? <laughs> but also, like, we think that was entertaining because we were there. But them or anyone that like a newer fan who discovers that on Peacock, right? Uh, what's this? That's lowbrow comedy. I mean, let's just look at the gimmicks in WWF during the Attitude Era. <laughs> there was a pimp. There was a porn star. <laughs> there was a police officer who beat his prisoners. Yeah. Uh. There was a the, censorship the group. Oh, God. Like. They had the right to censor, though. There was. <laughs> oh, here's another angle. Oh, here's another thing that would have been hilarious if there was a social media. When the big show got drugged by his dad's casket. Oh, through a, shit. Fu- through a, a funeral or not a funeral home, a cemetery. Cemetery. Yeah, that, that still holds up. That is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it is actually hilarious. The people with that. Where my daddy's dead. <laughs> I want to so change my answer for best quote. <laughs> the big, the big show's sympathy card, or Big Boss made sympathy card to the big show. Yeah, but who got the last laugh there? Heart, with a heart that is sorrow and tears that are soaked. I'm sad to hear your dad finally croak. God. Let's see if I can. Uh... How awful! Like you know, we're tweeting about that then today. Like if we had yeah. Twitter, then we'd be like, "This is so stupid." With a giant <laughs> megaphone on the top of the police yeah. car. Go out with 
Didn't that lead to the big boss man getting hung from yeah. a hell in a cell? Yeah, at uh, <laughs> Mania Philadelphia. And like this is in a real cemetery. <laughs> like this isn't a gimmick cemetery. This isn't like cemeteries are us. Cemetery. This is a working cemetery. So, so they actually talk about this on one of the Pritchard shows. Oh yeah, wasn't there like a real funeral at the yeah. time? Yeah. Oh. Because yep. he did it during the day. Oh, there it is, Big Show right? <laughs> God, it's, a, it, it's hilarious. But and oh man, he's down. So out. Like, and also, the big oh, show's wearing leather pants to his dad's funeral. Like, yeah, nineteen eighty nine was a hell that. of a time. It was. But like that angle led to Big Show winning the WWF title at Survivor Series ninety nine. I think. Because like this was that was like September ninety nine ish. I'm th- I'm trying to think, but shortly after this, he gets put into the triple threat match at Survivor Series with Triple H and The Rock, and wins the WWE title. Craziness. Yeah, it. Um, he did it for his dad. He did. He did it for The Rock. <laughs> he um, did it for the people. But yeah, like it just there. There's. I mean, that's another thing, too. Stone Cold Steve Austin getting hit by a car. Yeah. I, I, hit I mean, by a Vince, vehicle. Vince McMahon died. Yeah. That was limo blew he got up. blown up. And social media, was social media around then? I don't think that, so. Well, when did Benoit die? Because that was like a week before oh, yeah. Benoit died. I mean, Benoit died in 07. We might have been able to chat about it on like AIM, but I don't think we were tweeting. Yeah. Facebook, about Facebook it. was absolutely a thing in 07. Yeah, but I think at that point, oh, Facebook, oh, yeah, Facebook sure. was still just a college social oh, network. Oh. I don't think it was everybody. I remember having to wait until Kutztown got added yeah. to like the Facebook database, and I had to sign up at my at kutztown.edu. Yeah. That was like 2003, 2004. That was, uh, that was before was everybody's mother before, was on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, because I, I got my Facebook in 04 from college. Yeah, Kutztown was late to the game. Like I don't think I had it until... Or maybe probably I was just late to the game. I didn't have it until later well, you in graduated my... graduated in 03. You were, you were, so probably 04, 05 until Kutztown got added. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, but I, I feel like I didn't even get on the... I didn't. I feel like I didn't even get on there until like 06. It was like yeah. my last semester. And I was like, eh, never. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, it's, it, you know, I and just... Now I just want to get off Facebook so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except for the Three Count Thursday page, but... Um, which we might go to YouTube. I don't, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 it just made when they talked about it on a take three, it just kind of made me think like, how would, would, how would things, if they would be, be viewed any differently than they are now? If we, if we, if everything was analyzed the way it is in today's, I don't, I don't think the attitude era is what it is. If we had it then really, I mean, Part of the allure of the Attitude Era was like choosing a side. 
you watched Raw and then you flipped over to Nitro or you watched Nitro and you flipped over to Raw. If you have a social media, you can watch Raw and social media will tell you when you should flip. That's you true. You won't have that. You don't have that like excitement of going back and forth and like getting stuck in a Nitro match and then be like, ah, shit, that's right. And having to go back to USA and hoping get that and hoping they replay what you what Correct, you what missed. You actually might have missed right or vice versa if you're a nitro guy yeah that's a good point too that's a good point too um any other thoughts Thanks, zuckerberg <laughs> what a dick um or, ain't trying to get a lock like- jim come on i ain't scared um the the other thing like kind of going in this you know in the in this way back machine or or, or thinking about because like obviously you know today and and pandemic aside um the did boss man wrestle the night after he got hung yes right oh, real quick uh i just so i want to actually properly thank this take three show because you really hinted about it but we absolutely stole their topic that's all right it sounds like we 100 percent stole it, and you were like i think they might have talked about it last week i don't know that's all honestly right. speaking i'm not sure what happened he and i but, we, uh, he steals our it. topics too so it's a he it's, admits when he steals it though so i just wanted to thank him we stole it there you go thank you thank you um let us know what we're going to do next week <laughs> well they're they're recording shortly and then right. i'll listen to it and then i'll get our topics for next week so good um I saw somebody, and, and I think it was because of the the throwback SmackDown or whatever they're calling it for tomorrow night, which means just the old logo on the screen in the Thunderdome. I assume I don't think there's going to be anything necessarily like throw. They'll probably do like the old intro. If there's not, there's a not going to be. Fist, there's not going to be Tim. There better be Tim. There's not going to be. I'll be okay without the fist. I want then like I want the the multiple circles. The Ovaltrons? The ovals will be fine. They're, That's all I want. Not gonna, I want they're... a giant fist, man. Jim, I love you're trying to, like, say it won't in 22-minute this, so it happens. No. The, what, they're not going to disassemble would... the Thunderdome and yes. the stage for one night of SmackDown yes. to put it should. back up. They should. First of all, this isn't the show that needs the gimmick either. No. Well, it's just weird that, like, all of a sudden it's like, out of, out of nowhere... Yeah, throwback SmackDown. Fox wants the gimmick. Well, that's true, but like this is Fox. This isn't. But I had two banger title matches last week. They don't need the gimmick. I get Fox wants it. I don't. I just don't see them disassembling the Thunderdome for for like I I fully expect when I tune in eight o'clock tomorrow night on Fox for there just to be the WWE version of our new logo. Um. <laughs> up up on the screen in the Thunderdome. That that that's all. The I ex- real reason they're doing it. It is. We you know there were, we have never seen that logo return until us. So you're welcome, WWE Universe. We did this. Um, Jim, you you make it sound like they'd have to take the entire Thunderdome apart to slide a fist where the screen goes. Like I but feel why, like there's probably but why would a you bolt leave all the claw and a nut thingies... they could just unloosen and like just. You think there's like a button? Loosen would be tighten. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> you think there's like a button that they just press it and it's like, yes, <laughs> just like dissolves into. No, it. I just, I just feel like you would just have to like unscrew a few things. But like, are you gonna leave like fist. the clawy things and uh, above the screen? I don't give a shit. Sure. 
But like that but like the they last... weren't they weren't there. Now He's I get right. the, 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 the I mean I get like the virtual crowd wasn't there before. Right, but, but like the throwback Rawls, the, you had the big RAW for a little bit. They had the really old stage once and then it was just kind of uh parts of the old staging, I thought. I don't fucking So know. maybe that maybe they'll dig out a couple of the oval like the, just the oval stage pieces. Put up an Ico Pro flag. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> I don't like. I don't expect. I don't expect to get fisted tomorrow night. Okay. I don't. <laughs> well, you need to prepare yourself for a giant fist. You know how? You know what percentage chance there is that we're gonna get fisted tomorrow night? Zero. War games. Point. In war games. War games. War games. War games. But like, is there like is there like little things that are missing? Even pandemic aside from wrestling, because <sighs> like even before the pandemic, there wasn't really like entrance videos anymore. Besides like just names on the on the Tron or custom sets, anything like that. Or is there any like little things from ten years ago, fifteen years ago that you miss? today brawn panty matches <laughs> big joe's care <laughs> he probably misses that too if we're being honest um whatever happened to him i thought he was like an active competitor on the other show <laughs> sure you mean he hasn't competed on Dark or Dark Evolution or Dark Elevation? He talks, or... one of them, he, talks he? he talks on Dark Elevation. But what about Dark? Can he wrestle on Dark? Who talks? Why on would dark? he wrestle on Dark? Why would you send out the Jolly Green? The same Giant? reason you have John Moxley wrestle Andrew Palace on Dark. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You love him, Jim. I hate you. it. I hate it so much. I miss merch being a lot simpler back in the day merchandising merchandising i don't i don't know why we branched into pendants and socks and lunch bags and like there's so much i feel like it's such a waste of money to keep pumping this out when you could like rebrand refocus and make the stuff that you're giving us a lot cooler and i think that they did that 10, 15 years ago because they didn't have so much stuff that they were trying to push all the time. So the shirts that we got were like, we weren't getting a shirt every two weeks with, you can't see me because of something that happened like on an episode of Raw randomly. Like they actually put thought and effort into the designs of the shirts. Did they did they ever sell the like the Owen three sixteen shirt or was that just something Owen wore? I think it was just something Owen wore. Right, because like I feel like we may have gotten you can't see me, but I don't think it would have been purchasable back in the day. Like you know, what I mean, I feel like it would have been along those lines where it's like, you know, wrestler is mocking his opponent, but like we don't need to buy it. But like the minute he wears that, and. Maybe, like, maybe. I understand why they're doing it now. Like they have to make their money. So sure. if, if people are buying it, then you're going to make it. And that's, that is just what it is. But I just wish we could go back to when, like when we were like in high school and we'd go to a wrestling show and they had the merch stand there. It wasn't like overwhelming. There was like eight shirts, the foam 
Austin Finger, the foam DX thing, and like a Sable DVD. And that was it. So like you, you had a choice of 10 things. And if you didn't want those 10 things, then you, you went on your way. Now there's, you know, dozens and dozens of product. Yeah. And show that it's like, well, what do I even like? I want to get something from the show. What do I even get at this point? I think that's geared for like the 10, 11 teen year olds because they just want it all and dad'll just buy it to shut them the oh, fuck yeah. up. Oh, yeah. I like. I'll never I want forget the shirt and the pendant and the and the this and the koozie and the fucking that. And the I still foam remember and the like unicorn. Like one of the one of the raw shows that we went to at Hershey and we're just standing there and just kind of looking at all the merch and I, I'm looking at all the things I'm not buying because like for starters they only have like two X shirts at the live shows and I just see this I just see a dad with just so much cash in his wallet and he just looks defeated. Because, like, he knows, he knows you can get all of this shit on shop.wwe.com for so much cheaper. And he's like, he he just, oh, because, yeah, because the kid can't get just the Cena t-shirt. It's the hat. It's the wristbands. It's the spinner belt. It's the pendant. And he's just, like, I, I thought he was just going to hand his wallet to the lady at the <laughs> merchandise Can stand. I work for you guys? Like, as, as crazy as, like, that raw moment was, Jim. Mark, you can you can probably back me up on this. The mania crowd is insane. They don't give any shits. Like we, I got like the mania. Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Like the big program. The program. Po- thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it came with like some free posters. How much that run you? Things. Like fifty bucks. Uh, that was twenty five dollars for that a picture book. But like we're st- for a picture book, right? But we're standing next to people, and like the guy's like three hundred and fifty bucks. 222 oh and yeah the guys are just like bop you take card here's oh, my nice. fucking card swipe it and they're not yep. buying belts they're just buying no, they like, bought shirts. they already bought those at the superstore during the correct. week correct correct they're buying shirts for the family to wear to wrestlemania yeah. already at wrestlemania already wearing wrestling shirts yeah i mean they just <laughs> yeah. i mean it's mania so you're gonna whatever right and there's there's stuff there that is for mania that correct, you don't correct. know if it's going to make it to the shop, which also, right. I don't know if you've been on the WWE shop. I hate the new hate website. It. I hate it. It's Awful. horrible. 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 Oh, so bad. Um, God, off. flight gets delayed. <laughs> um, but that's a good one, of- Matt. I, I, I definitely agree. Like it is, it, it's because like, you know, they, they come out with socks for half the roster. And so why? These are just going to end up on clearance. The Matt Riddle socks. Right. The guy who doesn't wear footwear. <laughs> uh, Tim, go ahead. So mine is a, a side or a side jaunt from the merchandise stuff, but mine deals specifically with the Komen for a Cure stuff. I miss the all pink and black and pink alternates of the big wrestling shirts that were popular at the time. Yes. I bought the Del Rio shirt. I bought the CM Punk shirt. I bought the uh, the Randy Orton shirt. Shut up and take my money. I bought uh, there was there was who else did I buy? I think I have a Ziggler shirt. That's I'll say Ryan, I you had, you the had the Miz, pink Ziggler one, yeah, right? Yeah. The Miz shirt. Yeah. Um, but just like, why get away from like alternates of? Because like after, main... like, two years of those, 
when people just waited for them to end up on clearance. That's part of it. But, like, but then Coleman's they sold... also like a shit charity too. I think Coleman Coleman does not necessarily. You could probably donate to a better breast cancer. Most yeah. most big charities like that are cool. kind of shit. Like Wounded Warrior, it, it like pennies on the dollar actually end up helping. Yeah. And it, like here's the thing: like all of those big charities probably started with really good intentions but once you hit a certain point then all you're doing is paying the people to run the foundation so yes there are much better uh breast cancer and um you know like wounded soldier and any of like the big you know the big charities there 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 is a lot of times better ones uh on a smaller scale to to be able to but yeah i i had bought a couple of those i i know for a fact I did as well. And like, maybe like, and I think, I think that became the problem is that like people just waited till they got marked down. And then I don't know how that worked with like the, the money that ended up getting donated. If it was only while they were full, pre- I don't know. So like now they just do like one for breast cancer. They do one for like the Connor's cure thing. They, they just don't, they don't do like superstar individual ones, but yeah, I agree. But it's like it's that stuff that's like that was that was cool for me. That's like a little thing that like is gone. Yeah. Um, I also miss like the ringside or well, not so they do it sometimes, but the picture in picture interviews. Yeah. Like during during uh, entrance. Having I love those the person- like. Before the Royal Rumble, I think they they may have done them last year. I don't think they did them this year in, like, the COVID Rumble. But, like, when they would do the montage of, like, you know, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. Like, it, it was just you know, half the entrance did, like, this canned promo. But I always loved them. Yeah, they're so, so good. But it's, like, modern sensibilities went out and it is what it is. Yeah. God, no. There is a lot of red. There's there's a lot of red in your hair. Um how much is this? Mark, Ryan, any uh any things that you miss? I miss um uh no, probably not. I think we've touched on it. I mean obviously I think the, the obvious one would be like separate stagings, but I'm not sure of any company that's doing that. AEW doesn't. Uh I mean, they bring out, like, a beach chair for, like, whatever their fighter Sure, and, like, a giant poker chip for the other one. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the closest we got was, uh, what, NXT, Halloween Havoc, and that wasn't even, like, a pay-per-view. Well, they did the the In Your House. Uh, The In Your House one was pretty solid. They did that. Um, But, like, you know, that I feel like, I guess not, I think they did build a new, a new version of the old set, um... But like, I I would like to see maybe if you if you have like a big four set. I mean, well, big three because like WrestleMania is going to be in and of itself. But like, if you have like, and well, and Rumble's kind of its own beast now because they do them at baseball stadiums. So you know that that's I mean it's scaled down, but it looks neat and it looks different because it's for the Rumble. But like, if you had like a SummerSlam and a Survivor Series set. And then the other pay-per-views are just like the mashup of Raw and SmackDown. I, I I don't think I would have an issue there. Like, I mean, I get it. The separate stages were cool, but the the cost mm-hmm. 
of that uh, is is astronomical. Mark, is there anything you miss? Well, I missed when uh, WCW used to run the war games, but they brought that back <laughs> in NXT. War games! War games! War games! War games! <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Tim's gone. <laughs> Poor Tim. He's had enough. I miss Mark, the, if you uh, could, if you could book your own war games match, why would it be Bobby? War games. War games. War games. War games. Why would it be Bobby Lashley versus Bobby. Kyle O'Reilly? Well, oh, I would probably. O'Reilly. Auto parts. If she's still alive, I'd like to have China thrown in that mix too. China. I'm not turning my camera back on <laughs> until oh, you is. all effing stop this <laughs> nonsense. It's the voice of God. Yes. Hello. It is me, God. Please, for the love of me, stop doing this. I don't think didn't, so, Tim. Uh, didn't Shane McMahon have a match against God once at a pay-per-view? Here we go. Money talk. I feel like Tim's being a little rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, well, you're a sausage guy. <laughs> I'm a sausage guy. You can find that right on the old peacock. Weird. I'm like, I have to find all of these. Right on the cock. Where? I think there's a right on the 1% cock. chance that we have a Tim coming back on camera. Zero there. point zero. All right, I'm done. We could probably get Mark to start talking about Jericho again. You just made the list. I was hoping for the oh. oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Wait, maybe if we if we all do the hand thing. Oh. They're gonna do the sign. They're doing the sign. <laughs> Why am I coming? <laughs> <laughs> on that one. Oh wow. Um <laughs> if, if, the hell are we even talking about? Uh things we uh, miss. I miss moments like this. No. <laughs> I miss uh I miss the Brother Love show when they actually had the big sets. Brother Love show and the Snake Pit. Funeral parlor. Okay. The body shop. Funeral parlor. I mean, we we kind of have. I mean, Alexa's playground is kind of like that. Yeah. Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like that, but yeah, it's not. There's not a like interview. Uh, there's not like an interview set that 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 handles that. Ding dong, hello. True. Hello. Well, because like you I bet. mean, you have Miz TV and you have the KO, show, but it, like those are just out in the ring with like you know, random props. Like I miss well, actually you, having a, a set piece to those. Like yeah, a, 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 the the playhouse, you know, with Ray and Yeah. You know. But I miss Hogan getting the beat down on the Brother Love show every few months. <laughs> um for me, like it, it it sounds so like little and but like when I started thinking this the entrance videos, like I remember like when you would have, you know, like Hollywood rock, like I remember like, you know, the helicopter flying over LA 
and and like you know DX when you had the screen effects and now you yeah, literally it's good. literally like Riddle's name on the Tron and and it's just one of those little production things that we just don't have anymore. You get the birds though when he kicks his sandals off. He th- he does. Be thankful for that, Jim. That's that's true. We we do get those. <laughs> you get the birds. And he, I also I also miss just the random vignette packages they would used to do, like the Bret Hart "You Start the Fire." Oh video, yeah, the Luger, we uh, you are my hero. Uh, like even Sean's "Tell Me a Lie." Like those videos still like I have goosebumps thinking. I about, just I just like, had um. I have that Lex Luger song like in my on like on my phone. It's so good, dude. That that song is so freaking good. But uh, I I had just I, I put old pay per views and and now if you start you know like SummerSlam season four episode one and it goes then it goes to season five. Um the 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 ninety three SummerSlam come, came up with the with the. The summer of Lex intro, Lex Express, and the maybe. Lex Express pulling up at the arena, and like, and and uh, yeah, it, like that. Those those vignettes were badass, and I heard the um, I heard making some noise by Tom Petty, which was used in a Bret Hart vignette, and I think Ryan, that was one we we have a watch along in the can that I have to wait till that episode of Superstars drops on the cock to be able to release it but when we saw it on that watch along they didn't retain the rights to the tom petty song so it's just like rock music rock song number eight is uh is is on that video what's that keith lee's theme no his is rock song number seven got it they went back in the archives for that one um but uh, jim johnson let's let's be honest they miss Oh, Those man. style entrance themes. Hell yeah. yeah. He was so good. Kobe. Yeah. Um that that's that's definitely definitely missed. Like and did, did Cody get a new theme? Or has he not used it's it's a down straight song for a while now? It's, I've, it's, I've a, not, remi- it's a remix it's, it's a remix with, with Snoop, Snoop. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I I hate it. I want I Don't want like I want his old music back. Um <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's for me, entrance videos. I, I, I do miss those. Um, any others before we hit the news? All right, let's go to it. Um, why don't we... To the news! Uh, as first reported by Fightful Select, Daniel Bryan's WWE contract has expired. It does not mean he is leaving WWE. He's been vocal about doing, quote, unconventional work with and for WWE but his deal came to a close following a SmackDown match with Roman Reigns last Friday night. Uh, WWE is actively working uh, on re-signing him. Um, he has been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. Uh, Zach says Tim misses the 2016 episodes before sound bites came into play. that's the truth not wrong not wrong at all um we were just a poor podcast then we were we we didn't have the free soundbite site um aew set to run uh uh, 2021 double or nothing pay-per-view from daily's place uh with 100 percent capacity aew president and ceo tony khan appeared on busted open radio yesterday morning 
uh, and revealed the pay-per-view scheduled for Sunday, May 30th. It will be held at Daly's Place with a full-capacity crowd. Uh, it, will also, it will also be a weekend event. There will be a non-televised show Friday night, a fan fest on Saturday. Uh, tickets for Double or Nothing should be announced soon. The outdoor amphitheater at Daly's Place holds uh, around 5,500 people. Um, after to watch that in French, <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> um, after weeks of inactivity following, are they, the, are they doing anything COVID wise with that? Or you, do you have to be vaccinated? I know it's outdoors. I, I, I think it's just full capacity from, I, from what I read online. I, I don't know if this was part of what, uh, Tony said, but, uh, they will encourage masking, but I think florida has given up on masks as well so that's what it sounds like um you know it's 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 one of those things where you know if if people uh observe to do it then then they'll do it but uh i don't think i don't think anything at least from what i read i don't think anything is being enforced okay Uh, after weeks in in inactivity following his wwe release andrade revealed earlier this week he's joining triple a appearing a video package um at the end of their latest show over the weekend uh, he announced he was with AAA, uh, stated his two goals to wrestle AAA star Psycho Clown and win the Mega Championship. He then proceeded to challenge the Mega Champion, AEW and Impact World Champion Kenny Omega to a match at Triple Mania 29 later this summer. No date or location has been announced uh, for that event as of this time. Uh, it would be Andrade's first match ever uh, in AAA. And then finally, the 2021 uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view reportedly scheduled for Sunday, July the 18th, according to PW Insider. Uh, Extreme Rules will, uh, as of now, take place from the WWE Thunderdome at the Yingling Center in Tampa. Uh, With their residency at the Yingling Center um, expiring in early August, Extreme Rules could be the final pay-per-view to be held in that venue. They have not announced a date for SummerSlam. Uh, That show is usually in late August and... uh, from what we reported last week, is said to take place um, somewhere with fans and with uh, a lot of other things opening up um, that that could be the final, potentially the final WWE pay-per-view uh, from the Thunderdome period. Uh, we will obviously keep a watch uh, on that uh, as well. Um, but to the Daniel Bryan, um, do you think he goes anywhere else do you think he in if he does? Do you think he ends up back in WWE? Tim, you were shaking your head. Yes. What do you think is next for Daniel Bryan? I think Daniel Bryan goes out. He sows his wild oats. He has like a dream match here, a dream match there. He does like a he even goes and does like a small stint at AEW, like a three month deal. Like uh, gets, the old Zack Ryder special. Yeah, like <laughs> be be an independent. Go out. Be everywhere, wrestle everybody you want to wrestle, get your dream matches out of the way, and then come home and retire because that's what you're going to do. Like, yeah, I definitely think he retires with WWE. Yeah, I think so too. To use like the hot turd, like the forbidden door, it seems like it's pretty much open everywhere but the WWE. They are the contract folks. So, like, like Tim said, go ahead, bop around, do what you want at a few spots. Um, might as well hit them all. Fuck it, go big, and then and then uh, go home. And uh, I think people were expecting him to show up on NXT, but uh, I don't know. Also, the fightful isn't that kind of like the WWE equivalent of like barstool. 
not really the Barstool. WWE like, version of, of like the Meltzer. Observer. Yeah, like like Meltzer Observer is definitely slanty AEW. I think isn't that Saps thing? That's kind of slants a little bit more to the WWE. Yeah. yeah. Would this just be a work through their site and he shows up? You know, in NXT, and he just he's locked up already for a few more years with the E. Possibly, I mean, yeah, I I think I mean, it, that wouldn't surprise me either. No, and here's the thing, like, not not to be because journalism. If you are a good journalist, you deserve to be paid. And like, you know, I I, I don't have any issues with like articles behind a paywall, depending where you work for. But like, I I, I find when it when it it is, it's kind of the the observer like business you know the business model is like you get some stuff for free this is the stuff you have to pay for this is this is the big stuff over here and that's what fightful select is that's the big stuff you got to pay for so is yeah is that stuff gimmicked maybe um i guess we'll find out soon matt i I saw you shaking your head no you think this is just daniel's still wwe yeah i think he uh does more of like a behind the scenes creative type role. Um, that's that's where I see him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, did the, the dream match tour. But I, I think you know, with with family and and everything, I, I feel like he's more in line to just get his pay, still be involved in the business he loves, but get to be home with his family more frequently. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Done wrestling. D- done. Period. Not done forever, but I, I think he'd probably take some time. I mean, he's got two young kids, so. Smoking wife. I mean. Clearly the better of the two. I mean, that's yeah. not true. Um, like, if he was married to Nikki, he'd probably stay on the road. Jesus I would, too. Oh, for I would God's blame sakes. Him. Um, oh, so wrong. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if and and. I think the pandemic makes it more difficult. Like if, if there was no pandemic, like I could see him working out a similar deal to when we, like when we had the the first Jericho deal where he showed up in new Japan. Like, I feel like Daniel Bryan could work something. I, I, I don't, I don't think we see him in, in AEW. Um, and unfortunately right now, like AEW's tied to impact AEW's tied to new Japan a bit. So like, cause I don't think they have anything with, ROH so like maybe Daniel Bryan does something with ROH or something like that and then it comes back to W but I think I I think it's going to be more of a I think he's going to transition to part-time I think they I think we're not going to see him for a little while I think him being moved to the alumni section is is a gimmick thing uh I I don't think he's he's truly gone I I do I think he'll I, I think we'll we'll see him go away for a little while and and end up Probably on Raw in, in disappointing fashion. <laughs> uh, Mark, any any thoughts before we close out? Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Daniel Bryan's going to go anywhere other than WWE. That'd actually be kind of nice, but if he went over to AEW, I'd, he'll just kind of I don't know. They don't have a very good track record. It looks like with the, they've got the Big Show and you got Christian Cage, and they're kind of forgettable. So. He's gonna stay in WWE and retire. All right. Anybody got anything? Anybody got anything else before we close this thing out? All right. Then let's uh, let's close it up. Ryan, we'll start with you. Any anything to plug, Ryan? So good. 
I will take my time this week to steal anybody else's thunder that was about to put over Felicia Rose. Felicia Rose, a great friend of the show. Uh, we hung out her with her at one of the Icon shows. Uh, a lot of people were able to come up and meet her. Um, going through some shit, we have a um, excuse me, a uh, couple ways that you can support her. I know uh, she's also selling on eBay the sign that really started everything for her. The uh, the old face fuck me thin sign that uh, got shown on on TV. I think Mark's uh, going to buy that. Sale. We're going to see it behind Mark next week on the podcast. Next week. It'll replace the old uh, Woodchuck Cider sign, <laughs> but uh, currently forbid up on eBay. I think it's got uh, a little over six days left, so um, any way you could support her would be great. I think Matt said earlier that, that she popped open an OnlyFans site, uh, which is different than Only Marks. It's an OnlyFans site. It's uh, slash Felicia Rose. All right. Um, intern Mark, got anything to plug this week? Well, I'll tell you what, if you guys haven't been down there to roast against some of that Hodecker celery, you are missing out. That Hodecker celery is uh, the definition of delish. It's wonderful. And uh, while you're picking up your celery, you can stop by uh, the formerly Murray's Pies, now uh, Countryside Bakery, they call themselves. Because the strawberry whoopie pies will be coming in season real soon. It is almost strawberry season. You're right. Real soon. So get ready for that. It's going to be delicious. All right. Uh, very exciting. Tim, you got anything? I do. And not the tool man across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. Um, three podcasts. TikTok? Uh, no TikTok. Thank you. No TikTok. I have TikTok, but I don't TikTok. Send me your TikTok talkies. I'll watch them. If you think, if I, if you think they're funny, I'll think they're okay. Um, if you enjoy what I say here, I have two other podcasts. One that I do every week with my best friend, Marcus. Final Wrestling Place. This season is Graduation, where we talk about uh, the rookie seasons or rookie years of some of WWE and wrestling in general's uh, developmental talents. Uh, last week, we covered Eugene and Carlito. And uh, we don't know who we're covering this week, so stay tuned. Um, and after every AEW, WWE, and NXT pay-per-view, we do a podcast called Doer's Choice, um, where we give a live reaction, or as close to live as possible on that. Um, you can follow those at Final Place Pod and at VC on North-South, uh, if you're interested. And if you want to go see live wrestling uh, in a safe environment, go on to uh, the Honing Drive-In for Real Rumble, uh, it is Friday and Saturday, May 21st and 22nd at the Mahoning Drive-In. Uh, get wrestling and get a double feature both nights. Uh, night one is They Live in a Mystery Movie. And night two is the incredible documentary back-to-back showing of Beyond the Mat and Mr. Nanny. So uh, it's going to be a good time, a fun time, and a great time. The Hope documentary Mr. Nanny. Yeah, the documentary Mr. Nanny, of course. Matt, what do you got this week? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A. Philly is in Philadelphia, the number 8, so 3CT affiliate. Um, make sure you're following the Instagram page at 3CountThursday, where we showcase a woman each week, um, our Woman of the Week feature. So every like on their post counts as a vote. And if you're on Facebook, look up the page Icons of Wrestling coming on Monday. They're going to have some fun new 
uh, guest announcement announcements for their uh, September 18th convention. You oh. might see some familiar names, some familiar faces on those announcements. So just stay tuned there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can follow me at Big Jim Sports, but uh, just make sure you're following the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to threecountthursday.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show, all podcast platforms, YouTube. Uh, make sure you check out our merchandise, our collar and elbow brand deal, our Patreon page. Uh, support our friends. We got we got friends listed over there. Um, just uh, you know, just help us out, help out uh, friends of the show, and uh, have a great week. Until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?